That is P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E at gmail.com. Spelling is fun when you get to do it under pressure. <laughs> you can hit us up on Twitter at Power Fourth Whistle, again with the number four. I don't know what I'm doing on Twitter, you guys. I'm really bad at it. If you would like to teach me how to tweet and be better at Twitter, this would be a good time to hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> at Power Fourth Whistle. And follow our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash power through fourth whistle. The four is always the number four. We have never heard this much of my music before. Welcome to 2019, where I figure out how to tell you where all the stuff is. Thanks for your patience. I love you guys. You're the best. So, today's topic is motivation. Ooh. Okay, let's get down to business. Motivation. When I think about motivation, I think about it as a sense of energy, a sense of urgency, because it's easy to do the things we want to do, right? You don't have to tell a kid to go play in the playground. They're usually off like a shot, like ready to go have some fun. We like things that are fun. You know what isn't always fun? Hard work. <laughs> to be a better athlete, we have to put in time training off skates. It's not always fun. To be a better leader, to have a stronger mindset, to play our sport, we might have to read books, listen to podcasts, and, you know, take like a really, really hard critical look at ourselves, an honest look at where we are lacking. It's not always fun to be real with yourself, to realize where you're coming up short. If we want to eat better, drink more water, treat our bodies better, you know, then we have to eat less junk food, consume less soda or alcohol or whatever, you know, it's not always fun. So whatever your goals are this year, whatever your New Year's resolutions might be to piggyback on last episode, any worthy path is going to be a challenge. There are going to be obstacles. You will have times you want to turn back, not put in the work. Give yourself a break. You deserve it. You don't always deserve it. <laughs> but if your mission is important to you, then this path you've chosen is worth fighting for. So today we are focusing on motivation, how we are going to stay the course when things get hard. Think ahead about obstacles and how you're going to overcome them. How even if you get lost or feel weakness, don't do the things you promised yourself you're going to do. You can always get back at it. Get back to the good work to make you better. I was curious this week, preparing for this episode, Believe it or not, I think about this stuff in advance. And I read an article on intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic motivation. And I can uh, share a link to that in the notes of this podcast if you're curious to go be a nerd and read up on it yourself too. So intrinsic motivation comes from within. Extrinsic is from external factors like getting paid to do a job. External factors absolutely work, but 
if those external factors go away, so does your motivation. So it's been proven time and time again that when you are more intrinsically motivated, you are more likely to stick to it, get at it. So in the article, they shared a little story to help you kind of see the difference. So there's this old man and he's living in his house and there's this abandoned lot next door. And the kids come and play baseball in the abandoned lot every day. They're making all kinds of noise. Oh, these kids, so annoying. He really wants them to go away. He gets this idea. He goes out there and he says, I really love when you guys play in this lot. I'm gonna pay each of you $5 every day that you come play in this lot. The kids are like, this is amazing. We love money, okay. A few days later, he comes in and says, oh, you know what? I really can't afford $5 a person anymore. Um, the price has gone down to $1. So the kids kind of grumble a little bit. They're like, oh, only $1 now to go play in the lot? <sighs> Whatever. Well, we're still getting paid. This is cool. And a few days after that, he comes and he says, I'm sorry. I can't pay you guys anymore. Well, these kids are like, well, I'm not going to play in this lot for free. <laughs> They become accustomed to a certain way of life where they get money and can go buy like snacks and toys and whatever with it. <laughs> so they used to come to the lot because they just loved playing there. But once there was this reward and then the reward was taken away, suddenly this thing that they could do all on their own before they don't want to do anymore. So that's basically what happens with external factors. So it's relating this to roller derby. It's especially hard, well, actually any sport, yeah, it's hard for many of us to stay motivated during the off-season. I assume many of you are probably in the off-season right now because I know a lot of leagues, quite a few leagues around the country, only get to use their floor after the ice has been taken off because that's a really great type of floor to use. So uh, those of us in that situation have more of a summer season more of a April to October type of deal. And uh, those of you who have a winter season, you know what, props to you and I would love to try that sometime. In any case, some of you are in the off season and if you're not, you can still use this when you are. During the season, you get positive feedback from coaches and teammates when you do well in a drill, when you do something great in a game, like there's the audience reaction, which is really fun. And, you know, you know when you haven't been training hard enough off skates, when you can feel it, when you're doing endurance drills, you are driven to succeed because you want to do well for yourself and for your team. You've got this whole group of people around you all running in the same direction. But when you're off on your own, it's just you, uh, you know, just you in the off season, um, you struggling to get up early, get in a workout before starting your day. It's a lot harder because you're not seeing the payoff immediately. You're not getting the uh, you know, immediate gratification from your efforts. So especially if you found yourself as someone who has grown up a little bit more extrinsically motivated, for example, uh, you know, maybe your parents were a little bit overprotective or if you got an A on a paper, they would tell you, oh wow, you're so smart, instead of like recognizing your accomplishments like, I, you studied so hard and you put in so much work on this paper, you really deserve that A. Like, if, if things like this happened to you growing up, you might be a little bit more external factor, achievement-based, ding, ding, ding. You know, I, I can certainly relate to this. This is definitely how I was raised. Um, 
And if you're somebody who, you know, it helps you to get some accountability, um, a little bit more like people know what you're doing and so they know when you're not doing it too. I do have a free resource for you at the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Facebook page. If you don't remember the link that I said, just, just search it. You'll find it. Um, so there's a group we have. I just opened it up to the public. All you have to do is go on the side of the page and click groups and you'll see some sort of January guns, buns and core challenge or whatever silly name it has. Don't worry about the name. Um, I've been running this group with a former teammate for family and friends for three years. We've had a lot of fun. We've done lots of different types of challenges. Every month we do a different challenge. Sometimes we're competing against each other. Maybe it's a go the distance challenge and uh, every mile that you walk or run, you're logging it and whoever has the most at the end of the month wins a prize or the most push-ups in a month, you might win a prize or like we'll assign points to things and that, that'll be the competing thing. Or sometimes we all follow a calendar together. We all do the same thing and we, you know, adjust it according to our current fitness level, either modifying it to make it easier or making it harder. And, uh, we all do it together so that nobody feels left behind and we can all encourage each other. So, um, you are welcome to join us. Uh, we are following a calendar this month where we're doing lots of different types of exercises. It's mostly lower body and core with a bit of push-ups thrown in. It's starting off pretty easy, but it's going to get more challenging. We're going to accumulate more reps every day as it goes. But this group is mostly just to make sure we have goals off skates outside of practice to keep us moving, improving, getting stronger, more well-rounded to prevent injury, increase the longevity in our sport and our lives. So there's current skaters, retired skaters, people who have never skated, who just want to be healthier. Uh, you can say hi to my parents. <laughs> so now I'm letting you podcast listeners know you are welcome to jump in there with us. We motivate each other and we help each other out. So if you need a little kick in the butt, this can help. No one's going to kick you in the butt. We're just going to encourage you. So I just stated like a minute ago that intrinsic motivation is a lot more effective. So why am I offering this crutch of extrinsic motivation through this group? Sometimes you just need a little push to get going. Sometimes you just need a little something. After a while, you don't need the encouragement of others to get you through the hard days. You won't need someone else's deadline for you because you're setting a deadline for yourself. The success you have will be its own reward. How good you'll feel sticking to the plan and patting yourself on the back will be your own encouragement. So you can start from a place where, you know, you're getting some, some help with some external factors, but then you grow your internal persistence so that you can keep going under any circumstances. So that's what's up. I'm gonna give an example. A really great example is running. So you decide you wanna pursue running, you're gonna be a runner, this is gonna help you for these reasons. You start, it's not fun. <laughs> you set goals for yourself. I'm gonna to run to the end of the street and back. Uh, now I'm gonna run for 10 minutes or I'm going to like walk for five minutes, run for a minute, walk for another five minutes, like whatever level you're at. I'm going to run two miles in a row without stopping. 
maybe you could even find a program. I know there's tons of them online that helps new runners like with setting your goals, gradually increasing your time out there. Maybe you join a group of other people who are doing the same thing as you on the same program, cheer each other on, and you know if you don't post, they're going to wonder if you gave up, so you keep going. You really only need all this stuff until you can build the habit of running. A lot of times we're just trying to build a good habit and it's hard to get started. Once you have the habit, you're good. So if your goal is to be great at running, you'll keep working on things like speed and endurance. But if you just want to run for fun as a hobby, after you have built up the habit, I would recommend dumping things like apps that tell you how you're doing. Dumping that watch or whatever, Fitbit, bleh, just, just leave it at home. And I'll just say, you know, I ran for several years and I had an app on my phone and it would, you know, tell me if I was doing good, yay. It'd tell me if I wasn't doing as good, not yay. Uh, whenever I was having an off day and not running as fast, I'd feel crummy about it. Like I had just gone for this great long run. I had all the endorphins, but the feedback was I didn't do as great. So I was kind of like bummed out. So um, my rewards for myself were all achievement-based. And if I didn't hit a new record in some way, I'd feel left down. You know, it's not fun anymore. But after I moved up north, you know, I'm out in the woods here. I don't have easy access to a gym. So I am relying completely on myself all the time to hold myself accountable for my fitness. It's, it's a long drive to town. I can't get there. Before my gym was a mile away, it was super easy. I can't do it. I have to be my own gym. I have all this stuff in my garage. Um, and when I moved up north, I went running with my new puppy that I got. And she had to stop all the time and sniff things. She was ruining my time, like, you know, per mile. But I, I love my dog. I love her so much. I didn't want to leave her at home. I wanted this time with her. And so eventually I just deleted the app. <laughs> I really don't care about any of that stuff anymore. Now I run for fun. I don't care how far I run. I don't care how fast I run. I don't care if I take a few days off a week from running to work out in a different way because I like to cross train and come back to it later. I'm not trying to be the best in the world at running. Uh, this is, I've, I've taken it back for me and now I enjoy it so much more. I, I take it as it's my time to think. Like I can, you know, think about what I want to talk about on this podcast or maybe consider some situations or problems in my life. Um, and I'm spending quality time with my dog without any kind of distractions. So that's a great example. Anyway, let's bring this back to everybody. So you've decided to make a change this year. There's something you want to do. So how do you overcome the obstacles that get in your way? So... Let's say you're someone who likes to hit the snooze button in the morning a lot, but you've made a promise to yourself, you're going to get up earlier to get in a workout first thing in the morning. So put your phone in another room. I mean it. Do not have your phone in the same room as you. I'm, I'm assuming your phone is your alarm in this case, but put your alarm in another room so you have to physically get up to go get it. This takes away the option of snooze. Boom. If you 
say you want to go to the gym more, you want to go out, go running, whatever. Lay out your clothes the night before. Pick out your outfit, put it right there, stick it on top of your shoes that you're going to wear. Um, if they're just sitting there ready to be worn, like looking at you, like judging you, <laughs> you're a lot more likely to put them on and go to the next step. It's really hard to get started on these habits, but you can use these like little tricks just to get you going. Once you build momentum, the habit's going to be there. So, you know, on, on days I'm not feeling it, I say, you know, I get up in the morning and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, okay, just pick out the clothes. You don't have to wear them. Okay, just put the clothes on. You can still change your mind about going outside. All right, now I've gotten that far. So now they're on. Okay, just put on your shoes. Put on your coat. Just go outside and check the weather. Once I've committed to all this, I will go run. I will go work out in the garage. I will go do something because I can't be all dressed up and, you know, have nowhere to go. I'm going to go do it. So for me in my life, I have a super hard time doing yoga. I know I should do it. I want to do it. I used to do it in college as a course. So maybe that's part of the problem. I had external factors of I needed to show up to get a grade. And once nobody was giving me a grade, uh, I didn't go. <laughs> it was a lot easier when someone else was leading the class and I only had to like walk across campus or, you know, my one of my apartment complexes after college had a class and I could just go over there or when I had a gym. Now, I don't have any people expecting me to be there. I usually have to use like some like Amazon Prime or whatever on the TV. And so there's like, you know, I have to pick a program and all this stuff and I'm just, I'm really bad at developing this habit because now I don't have anyone holding me accountable. Um, but if I change my clothes and I put out the mat and I pick out a program on Amazon Prime, the yoga will happen. I will do the yoga. So um, I am setting a goal for myself now. I, uh, I did this today. I'm recording this on a Sunday. On Sundays in the morning, I will do yoga. It's a great time to do it because um, I don't have to get up early. I can just get there. I um, It's really good if you had a game the night before to do yoga the day after. And I usually have derby practice in the evening, so I'm still gonna get in a harder, like more intense cardio workout that I would prefer later in the day. So for all these reasons, it's a good time for me to do it. So I'm gonna start putting my mat out first thing. And the more I drag my feet about not doing it, the consequences will be, I have two cats and a dog who have claws. They like to lay on the mat. If I don't go do the yoga, they're gonna damage my mat over time. <laughs> That's gonna bother me. And so I'm gonna be a lot more likely to go do the yoga. I just need to put the mat down. And that's what I did today. I'm like, I'm putting the mat down. I'm like in my pajamas. I pick a program. Okay. And then I realize the program says it's more intense. So, okay, I'm going to change my clothes because um, my pajamas are going to make me sweat because they're all fleecy. So I did it. I feel better. Eventually doing it will be its own reward and I can build the habit better. It's going to be a lot nicer for me. So um, more examples that aren't me. Okay. If you want to eat differently, 
if that's part of your goal. Hide the food that isn't part of your nutrition plan or better yet, don't buy it. So I have all my favorite junk food on the highest shelf in our pantry. I can't reach it without getting a stool. So the act of getting the stool gives me time to reflect on whether or not it's even a good idea. Uh, it keeps me from, you know, just having unplanned treats. I'm saving it for a special occasion, maybe a cheat day. If your goal is to drink more water, line it up in the fridge. Like use one big container or a few smaller ones, measure out all the water you intend to drink for the day and just start grabbing it. And when you finish one, go to the next one. And as long as you see it there, you're, you're going to hit your goal. You're, you're going to drink all the water, carry it around with you. Water will be drunk. You'll be good. So we have talked about what motivation is, how it works internally and externally. We've talked about how to change motivation from external into internal to make it more lasting. And we've planned for obstacles. We've gotten some of that stuff out of the way. We're going to crush it. We're going to handle all this. So that's great when you're starting with a goal, when it's something new, something that you need motivation to do something new. What do we do when we lose motivation? Let's say you have a really great start to the year. You're really, really crushing it on your goals. And then around April, whenever, maybe even just in a few weeks, you start to lose your motivation. We have this great goal, but we're just kind of lagging on it. We're, we're getting soft. We're not going as hard as we used to. So um, I found this quote, it's a Zig Ziglar quote, and it is, people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. It's the same thing. You've got you've to do it yourself. You've got to keep up the habit of motivating yourself too. So with, with roller derby or with any sport, Love of the sport starts out as enough. Like, think about football. There's a bunch of kids playing, you know, flag football, touch football out there in the afternoon. Like, no one had to tell them to do this. They love the game. And then, you know, someday they grow up and are cranky about their contract and if they have enough zeros on their paycheck or, you know, a lot of things get in the way once, once these other factors get involved. You don't love it as much as you used to. It's harder to be motivated to go out there and be really flipping awesome. You know, a sport is a, starts out as a fun hobby, and then success can start this spiral of chasing more success and accomplishments. Doing this for fun was enough. Then it isn't enough unless you are achieving. So human beings are emotional animals. Your goal has to make you emotional to get motivated to pursue it. You have to feel something about the result, the outcome, the process. So when you've lost sight of your goal, analyze the purpose behind your goal. Are you not getting there because of apathy or weakness? Or are you maybe even on the wrong path? You might find the goal you're working so hard to achieve isn't as important if it doesn't like align with your core values. So who are you? Who do you want to be? Do your goals match? Is your goal something someone else wants for you? Or is your goal something that's a bit shallow to build your ego? 
maybe it's not the right goal. Like, you know, let's take that, that NFL player. If your goal is only about the zeros, maybe it's not the right goal. Like maybe you need to remember like how amazing it felt the first time you, I don't know, kicked a really far field goal and sported it up. <laughs> like just uh, imagining that just, just play back in your mind, like those times you did something amazing. And how do you get that feeling again? Your goals should be something that's going to make you feel something amazing about yourself and about what you have done and just make you feel powerful. So, um, here's a great example of, uh, if you've got great goals, but maybe they're not quite syncing up. Let's say you are a roller derby athlete who signs up to run a marathon. Marathon training for running and interval training for roller derby are very different animals. Each can make you better at the other, but as the date of your race gets closer, you become more concerned about your contact sport that does put you at risk for injuries. Let's forget about for the moment you could get hurt just as easily with repetitive running, um, but injuries are a future episode. This is not to be judgy. This is just an example. In any case, you've been training for this marathon, you've been training for roller derby, and you realize you cannot do both to the best of your full potential. So you have to decide which goal is more important to you and aligns with your core values about who you are. If you've been doing races for many years and are new to roller derby, and it's always been your goal to uh, do a certain time in a marathon, and this will just irk you and get at you if you don't meet it, you are going to choose the race because that's more about who you are. You are a runner. You see this as part of your identity. This is you. If you feel more strongly about your desire to be the best roller derby athlete you can be and running's only a side hobby, well, if derby is your passion and running is just for fun, you're probably going to ease up on the running and focus on what you can do to be better at derby. Like you realize your temporary goal didn't fit in with your ultimate goal. It's really okay to keep pursuing two things. But, you know, I, I've done the same thing several times. My, my husband slash coach sometimes has to stop and be like, hey, is this off skates goal you're pursuing, like really working with your ultimate goal of being better at roller derby? And it makes me take like a critical look at it. Or another example, let's say you start a certain diet to lose weight because you think this will make you better at your sport or just a better, healthier human being, stronger athlete but you feel run down all the time and you can't perform at practice. It doesn't mean you have to quit healthy eating, but this diet might not be the right one for an athlete. You might have to find a different plan. You can still care about fueling yourself, but do it with the right foods, get a lot of protein, get it out a different way. You need to have energy to compete. If you come in on fumes, you're more likely to get injured. So you can't starve yourself and play at a high level. So this goal doesn't go with your goal of being a healthier human being, being better at roller derby. So when you are struggling, remember this. Why do we do things? Like most simply, it is either to get a reward or avoid a punishment. I want you to just do this little quick exercise with me for a second. Sit down and close your eyes if you can. I want you to visualize the person you want to be the athlete you want to be, the coach you want to be, 
the friend you want to be, the parent you want to be, if that's your thing, the teammate you want to be, the leader you want to be. What does that look like? There's uh, probably uh, should be a wind machine involved in your visual. You want this to be emotional. You want to feel something when you imagine your greatest potential. Now visualize what the future will be if you change absolutely nothing. If you go on exactly as you are. So when I do when I don't do yoga, when I don't do like my physical therapy exercises, I picture myself as a hunched over elderly person, barely able to move. I have the creakiest knees in the world, not able to do the things I want to do because I didn't take care of myself, of my body. I need assistance from others. It really hurts me to imagine that because that's, that's not how I see myself. That's not how I want to be. So it fires me up. It makes me want to shout, no, that's not me. I'm not going to be that. No way. I'm going to do everything I want to do in this lifetime. My body will not slow me down. Like, like when my goal was to do a pull-up, you know what motivated that? It was honestly watching the movie Tomb Raider. <laughs> that girl was hanging from her fingertips forever from a busted airplane suspended over a waterfall. She could die. No one was coming to save her. She had to be her own hero. She pulled herself up and rescued herself. So my ultimate fitness goals, my core value for myself is to be my own hero. If I am chased by zombies, I want to be able to run away. If I am hanging from a building, I want to pull myself up. If I am old and gray and I want to go on a hike and climb a mountain, I want that. I want to do that. I've never forgotten that line from Whip It. You haven't either. Be your own hero. You can be your own hero. Imagine what that looks like and never let it go. So in the next 24 hours after listening to this episode, take the first step towards your goal. One small step to gain momentum. How do you stop procrastinating? Do anything. Set a deadline for yourself. Make promises to yourself. You are worth it. When you need something extra to get in that emotional state of mind, you can watch a movie like Creed or Rush, any kind of movie with a training montage. <laughs> Listen to music that pumps you up. Talk to yourself. Give yourself a pep talk. Don't take any crap from your weaker side. Read books. Read other people's stories of what they did when things were hard. Of people that have done way harder things than you ever have. And then ask yourself, what's your excuse for not trying to pursue your dreams? Don't be passive. Don't wait for someone to solve this problem for you. Motivation is internal. No one can force you to do anything you don't want to do. All right. Enough, enough tough talk now. Looking ahead, I do want to give you a preview of some episodes to come. Maybe you can get a little, little excited. Tell some friends. Um, I want to do a little bit more of a follow-up of um, players at different stages in your derby career. Um, the next episode is going to be about rookie skaters. How do you pass your minimum skills, particularly passing that time trial? How do you pass the ultimate test just to be able to do our sport? What can get you there? 
boom. Uh, the episodes after that, you've passed your skills. How do you get on a roster? What does it take to get a spot when there are 15 people ahead of you? And then um, another episode after that will be, okay, you've made the roster. How do you get more playing time? How do you make yourself more valuable to the team so you can play more? Okay, so that's where we are at. Thank you very much again for listening, for coming to join us again this week. I just said that like I was plural. I'm just a one person today. And uh, please share our podcast. We're on iTunes and Spotify and all the things pretty much. And uh, rate and review. It would be so helpful to getting the word out there. And with that, we have been talking about Derby and thinking Derby thoughts. Pew, pew. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jam-A-Llama, to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show.